after the action, it's your reaction. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Gordon DL is at the game. He's the eyewitness. Hugh Evans is in the studio. Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna are here. So you are spoiled for choice. What did you make? Of that game then Perhaps not the most explosive derby We've ever seen between these sides But it did finish Celtic 1 Rangers 1 Mohamed El Yunusi put Celtic in front Alfredo Morelos He's had to wait for a goal against Celtic It came in the 38th minute And that was the end of it As far as the scoring was concerned It's a point apiece It has preserved Rangers unbeaten league season uh, what has it done for you Celtic fans? Has it, has it given you any belief going forward? What's it done for John Kennedy? And what did you make of the game today? There's lots to get through So make sure you join us right now 0141 951 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB In our world of bragging rights and trivial pursuits Let me tell you what the Celtic fans will take out of it On the basis that there is no advantage too large or too small To let pass by Today's result means that if Steven Gerrard has an invincible run throughout the season, it will not be as good as Brendan Rodgers' invincible run because Brendan Rodgers had four draws and Rangers now have five. <laughs> I don't think we need to get to that level of detail just yet. Let's look at today. Um, first of all, 01419511025. Gordon DL, you are only with us for the next uh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes or so. Why is that? Uh, I got a game of golf range, Gordon. And tee off at <laughs> half past. <laughs> no, I'm very fortunate. I'm going for my COVID jag this afternoon, so I can't miss that. I must admit, there are some things that even I wouldn't try and, and put the foot down on. When he said he had to leave early, I thought, no, hold on a minute. If we need to stay here till four o'clock, he needs to stay as well. But when he said it was for that reason, phew, so we are the, the vaccinated too. Yeah, my, my dad's my dad's there the very same time as Gordon. Same place. Yep. Yes. So say hello, Daz. I saw, well, I wouldn't say hello to you, never mind your old man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, we'll put you to work then between now and 20 past or whatever it is. The rest of the guys can sit back. You don't have to answer a single thing. He needs to earn his crust. Let's bring in Ian from Aberdeen. Ian, as a Celtic fan, what did you make of that today? I'd just like to say that I'm very, very angry today. Rangers were there for the taking, and we did not capitalise on this. Rangers played on Thursday night. We had a whole week we never played at all. We had fresh legs all over the team. And we still couldn't beat them in our own backyard. There's no way Kennedy is going to be the new manager of Celtic. I've said this on your show a few months ago, and I'll say this again. God help the new manager when it comes to Celtic sorting out that mess. So you, um, don't, you don't take any... Any encouragement or any confidence from you know a better performance and stuff like that that doesn't doesn't do anything for you. I'm sorry to say that doesn't do nothing for me. But our defence is an absolute shambles. Our defence was a shambles under Lennon, and it's the same under Kennedy. So that performance today doesn't do nothing for me whatsoever. The only plus point to that result today is it's another nail in the coffin of Kennedy getting the job full time. Gordon Dale, what do you make of that assessment? Yeah, very strong words. Uh, I think Celtic are just papering over the cracks just now, Gordon. They're just waiting to get to the end of the season. It's a massive rebuilding job here, no doubt in that. Even when they go one up. Now, when would you say this about Celtic team? You're looking at Celtic, at Celtic Park, they go 1-0 up and you're thinking they need another goal. 
and uh, it worked out that way because Rangers obviously get the set play and punished them. Um, I totally, I, I, I agree. I look at um, Celtic just now. This is going to be a massive job. I don't think it's a job for someone just starting out management. Now, I hear terrific things about John Kennedy. Mark knows John Kennedy a lot better than I do on the coaching field. You know, the compliments from guys like Brendan Rodgers and people like that that he's worked with. But I think this is a, a job for someone to come in that uh, knows what management's all about. I'm sure John will in the future be a terrific manager, but I think this is too big a job. Yeah, I mean, Ian talks about the defensive frailties, Gordon, and it it only takes one or two moments, doesn't it? Rangers weren't at their fluent attacking best, so Celtic didn't have to. They didn't have to be brilliant defensively, but but in the one moment that's cost them winning the game, potentially, you can see why people think it sums up the season. Yet another set piece. People are losing count, and it's the, it's the nature of it as well. Yes, Balogun wins the ball because he's tall at the front post, but what happens thereafter um, it will be frustrating for fans like Ian. Yeah, but we had a caller on, uh, was it last night or Thursday night gone? I can't remember saying about the, it wasn't the fact that Celtic were losing goals. It was because they couldn't score at the other end. And it's, I said, it's a collective uh, item here at Celtic. Now, set plays this season, Celtic have been shocking. I don't know what they've tried, whether it's zonal, man marking, different, but they just seem to be you know, weak at set plays. You've got to go and defend that. Yes, you can point the finger at John Joe Kenny day about what's he doing, giving away something as cheap as that. But you've still got an opportunity to defend it. But all credit to Rangers. They took advantage of it. I said at the beginning that there'd be a problem here for Celtic this afternoon because of the height that Rangers had. Now, surely Celtic, before they go out in the park, or this week, and they've had plenty of time, have addressed that by looking well. OK, it's either going to be, you can really pick most of the Rangers players, it's either got to be Patterson or Balogun at right back. So the rest, so you can go and work on that, and yet still mm. Celtic lose a goal from a corner yeah, kick. I mean, I get that, Mark, but in, in what way does John Joe Kenny have to work on following your man in the penalty box without trying to over-egg it I think you mentioned it earlier there are guys on a Sunday Saturday morning that do that yeah lack of concentration switching off hoping that the guys in your team in front of you are going to win it and you can't hope Gordon you can't you know just think that Ayer's going to get the first contact on that you have to remain with your man until the ball is cleared from your box the worrying thing is that John Joe Kenny is four yards off Morelos it's not a yard it is so far off him and it, it that just seeps throughout the team all season and it has failed to be addressed I've no doubt that John Kennedy and Neil Lennon beforehand would have put such an emphasis on defending set pieces spoke to the players before they went out about the importance at taking responsibility at set pieces you can set your team up any way you like man marking zonal but if players decide to switch off in the box time and again, there isn't much you can do as a manager or a coach on the touchline. And there's been too many Celtic players guilty of just switching off. And that's why I keep saying I don't think it means enough to those players to keep a clean mm. sheet. Ian's words are damning where John Kennedy is concerned. I wonder to what extent they are shared by the callers who will be here between now and four o'clock. The other point to be made... And Ian touches upon it That this is not about today 
This is about next season The guy who made the goal for Celtic Edward Will not be there next season Because it would be commercial suicide for Celtic Not to sell him in the summer The guy who scored the goal El Yunusi Will not be there Because he'll be going back To Southampton a cup, If a cup prize deal for him was available mm, I'm not sure that Celtic would go down that road no. but However we'd ha- need to see Who the manager was in the first yeah. place Also the man that uh, Gordon DL said Was the man of the match Diego Laxalt Will not be there yeah. Next season He's going back to Milan So Ian is right to wonder What the immediate future holds mm. Ian was there anything That pleased you at all today? Well It was a bit more effort From the players like But It's still It's just one hell of a mess Like I say I'm so hungry There's no excuses We we never played a game all week With a whole week's rest And Rangers had a big game On Thursday night And we still couldn't we still couldn't get the three points to stop them getting invincibles. Uh, it's just one hell of a mess. Like, and I don't know who, who, who's going to be the new manager. It's just one hell of a mess. So did that did that side of it mean something to you, Ian? To to end Rangers' unbeaten run, did did that did that matter? Does that matter? Yeah, if we if we would have got the um, one a day to stop them getting invinci- getting invincibles, but their invincibles record not so good as Celtic's invincible record. That's for sure. But uh, I'm still very angry about this. Can't believe you've just given Hugh Evans the the validation he was looking for. <laughs> that their invincibles is no as good as our invincibles, Hugh. <laughs> I told you. I mean, in the world of bragging rights, there is no achievement too large or too small to milk to death. The first thing he said was Rangers were there for the taking. We said it five to twelve, Gordon. There was a every chance Rangers would be there for the taking. Celtic hadn't played for a fortnight. This was all they had, had to prepare for. Rangers had. The physical demands of Slavia Prague The mental demands of Slavia Prague Everything that's been mm-hmm. involved in that tie as well Surely Celtic had more motivation Particularly John Kennedy Rangers already won the league, remember But we said at 5-12 to 12, We know all of that But are Celtic actually good enough To take Rangers when they're there for the taking? And this afternoon they weren't Let's bring in Well thank Ian first And bring in John Who's in the East End John how are you feeling This afternoon No happy Gordon Hi guys Hi guys The panel um, I'm just Like Roger just said it there um, About Celtic uh, Sorry about Rangers Being there for the taking Aye maybe they were But Maybe they weren't yet. But what I can't understand And this is what I'm Raging or livid about Is the fact That We had three strikers On the bench doesn't matter whether they're three strikers that are banging in the goals or no banging in the goals. Why put them on the bench if they're not going to play? And they bring on a midfielder. What's going on? Do you know what I mean? Edward didn't have one of his best games. That goes without saying. Uh, Christie, I didn't think, played very well. Laxall had a great game. I didn't think they were really that pressured at the back. But we desperately needed a goal. We desperately needed to win the game, Celtic. We needed some credibility to the fans because they've given us nothing all year. We desperately needed a goal and they left three strikers on the bench and brought on a midfielder. And they think, Kennedy thinks he should get the job. Kennedy should leave the night and bring somebody else in. Yeah, I think it was two strikers on the bench, but the point still stands, Gordon DL, I suppose. What do you make of it? Yeah, uh, I understand the caller's point of view, Gordon, because I think John Kennedy looked at this game and thought, as long as we don't lose, 
I think they had to make sure they didn't lose the game. That would have been an absolute disaster for them. Um, bringing guys on like Griffiths, now, it's well documented about Griffiths and what's happened this season about him, why he's not playing and he's not been sharp enough. And But bring him on two, three minutes to go. I just don't understand that. And taking off Edward. Now, Edward creates your first goal. He's always a threat. If you're going to be positive and you're going to say, we want to win this, we don't want to draw a point's no good to us. We're going to try and win this. Me, personally, I think you keep your top striker on Edward and you put, uh, you put um, Lee Griffiths on long before two, three minutes to go because Christie was not at the races today. And I think Christie's a terrific talent, but the system does not suit Christie. He can't play in that diamond. That is not his strength. And I don't know why he stayed on the park as long as he did. Turnbull was the first substitution. I, I, I can't grasp the Turnbull thing just now. Even if the lad's not playing his best potential, and he wasn't the worst player today, he played he, he had a decent game. His set plays can turn the game for you. Celtic were undone here today by a set play. And now you talk about... You know, the switching off at the back post with John Joe Ken against Morelos. I totally agree with that. But you talk also about going and winning the first ball. Have that desire to win the ball. Have the desire to clear your box. And Celtic have been done done with that because Rangers weren't at their best. Rangers looked leggy. They looked a bit tired after Thursday night. And they still managed to come here below par and get the point. And I think both teams... Well, Stephen Gerrard, for me, would be delighted with that. He's still unbeaten. He's had a hard week. You know, Thursday night was a difficult game against a very good side. He's come here. There's been a lot of talk about what happened to Kamara. So, take away from here and say to yourself, we weren't our best, but we've got a point. Whereas Celtic looked like a team that thought, do you know what? Maybe a point will just do us. Make sure we don't lose. John wasn't impressed with Odson Edward today. I know the guys in the studio suggested during the game they thought he actually played pretty well. What was your take on him? I thought first half, Gordon, uh, he was involved in quite a lot of things. He set up the goal, obviously. It was a terrific run, terrific ball. He's a danger. And as I say, if you're if you're looking to really stamp your authority and win a game, as a centre forward can go. 70, 80, 85 minutes and not hardly be seen in the game. But you know that if the one chance falls, he can win you the game. That's your match winners. Your centre forwards usually win you the games. You're your goal scorers. I.e. why I was baffled that Lee Griffiths comes on the park with two minutes of normal time to go. You know, so me personally, I would have kept Edward on the park and I would have brought Griffiths on earlier if I was positive enough to say I want the three points We're back to this old debate John really about the The blame if you like Or the accountability that the manager takes Versus what the players take Now you weren't happy with John Kennedy's substitutions Celtic drew the game And you're saying he should go tonight Is there no part of you that acknowledges That maybe if John Joe Kenny Had just done a pretty simple job And tracked Morelos Celtic would have won the game And then, and then you wouldn't have phoned in to call for John Kennedy to leave but it's even just the tactics, Gordon. Even the game against Dundee United was exactly the same. They brought on Griffiths with two minutes to go. You know what I mean? Again, again, we, need, we needed to score goals. What's the point of having strikers there on the bench if you're not going to play them? Um, I just thought that today was an opportunity because 
Celtic drawing the game. Celtic may as well go beat. We needed to win that game. The same thing as we needed to win the game against Dundee United, regardless of whether Rangers were winning the league or no that day. Two games, they've had two weeks practice or two weeks preparation for the day. And I just thought his tactics didn't suit it. The fact, like I said, Gordon said that Christie should have never stayed on the park for 90 minutes. And as far as John Joe Kenny, okay, he made a mistake, bad pass back, whatever. And it led to the corner, which therefore led to the goal. But I think there's more to it than that. I just thought his tactics weren't great. The opportunities he had to bring on subs, to change the the shape of the game, change the shape of the team. Two minutes to go, isn't it going to make any difference at all? I mean, Mark, John says Celtic would have been as well losing the game. Is that something you'd go along with? No, not at all. I think it was important that Celtic stopped the rot of these defeats to Rangers. And for Rangers to come to Celtic Park and win again, uh, who knows how long that di- type of damage could last for. So it's important stopping the rot. But what I do have to agree, now it's easy us standing here and watching the game and saying, oh, substitutions, he should have done this, he should have done that. And he's probably got his reasons for it. But the first substitution came for John in 79 minutes when James Forrest comes on. And James then played a central area at the top of a diamond. You know, that was strange. And with Daz, when you're taking uh, Edward off to put Griffiths on with two minutes to go, mm. if you're really desperate to win this game, to, to complete a, you know, a decent start to an audition to be the manager, then you bring Griffiths on sooner or you bring Clamal on. What it shows is, I think it shows the lack of trust he has in the players I, on this bench. I, at underst- the I understand that the feelings are running high. However, you need to stop and think for a minute. There's still the remainder of the league season to be negotiated, five games, including a Rangers match, and the Scottish Cup, a trophy to be played for. If John Kennedy's to go tonight, what happens then? I mean, that's not going to happen, is it? I know that's, no. that's John's take. But, but, that, but that's why not... I'm asking fans to take a wee step back here. But for me, John Kennedy is long odds against getting the Celtic job. Of course he is. But for me, and it's always been the case, since Neil Lennon left, I think the criticism of John Kennedy is too personal. The first caller was absolutely delighted that, that Celtic were going to be short of Kennedy in his way of thinking. But and again, you, you do repeat this quite often. You're allowed to be really critical of John Kennedy as a manager. Yeah. Who, who has said anything personal? I don't recall any personal comments tonight. Well, you know, the, the, the caller on the line just now, mm. get him out tonight. Yeah, but that's because he thinks he's not the best fit for the club. That doesn't mean it's personal. There have been how many managers have fans wanted rid of since football began? It doesn't well, mean it's personal. Yeah, yeah, but think beyond that. I mean, as I say, there are five league games and a Scottish Cup competition to be mm. played. Be, by all means, say he. Should never be the Celtic manager, but have a think about it. Five and league and games if he wins, the cup. if he wins the five league games, which inevitably includes one at Ibrox against Rangers, you and wins the Scottish Cup, you never know how much of a groundswell of public opinion will be behind John Kennedy to I, get the I job. I still think Roger is long yeah. odds because against, we keep but, saying that, don't we? Because at the start it was oh, if he wins all the games in charge, and then that, that well, couldn't, then that couldn't happen. Then it's oh, if he beats Rangers twice, and now he can't because he didn't you, today. I'll take you back to 2010 though, when Tony Mowbray left, and Neil Lennon was asked to hold the baby in the February or March, and managed to go through and win games and win more games after the split and get some decent results. And suddenly he was Celtic yeah. manager uh, One final word from you Gordon Because I know you need to go Dylan O'Neill is on Twitter On a similar point to John He says The management need to make up their mind with Griffiths Either don't play him at all Or bring him on for the last 20 minutes Bring him, Bringing him on for two minutes does nothing 
I totally agree, Gordon. I've been, uh, obviously, I played a centre forward and I'd have been disgusted. I wouldn't have been on the bench in the first place, but I'd have been disgusted if the manager said, look, two minutes to go, get your tracksuit off and go on there and try and win me the game. If if he's going to play him, if he's going to put trust in him, get him on. Get him on either the star and take him off after 60 or bring him on with 30, 40, 30 minutes to go. Because you know Griffiths, he's got talent, he knows where the goals are. But bring them on with two minutes to go, no, not for me. I don't think that's positive. Right, is that you? Do you need to go? I need to go, all the best boys. You don't have a fear of needles or anything like that, do you? Absolutely no chance. Even if I did, I was just delighted to go off the show early. It's Thank not, you. It's not sore, Gordon. Don't worry. It's just a little prick. Thank you, Hugh. <laughs> 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 on that note uh, Thank you Gordon DL Thank you John In the East End Thomas is a Rangers fan In Domarnock And he's coming up next The games are over The talking begins 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Mark Wilson Hugh Keevans Roger Hanna All here and all waiting for you 0141 951 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's bring in Thomas Who's a Rangers fan What's on your mind today Thomas? Uh, just a quick point First of all I'd like to say Well done to all the Rangers fans For putting all the decorations At the East End of Glasgow Absolutely brilliant All over the place Made it look great With the place guys uh, Gordon you must have been Chuckling there at Hugh My dad's bigger than yours With Hugh coming on Rangers fans We couldn't care less About this invincible stuff If Rangers get Beat next week That's it We've done the job The job's done And it's great to hear the hurt It's absolutely great to hear it we are the Celtic fans that's coming on, and even you, it's, I know it must be happening, but it's and all that nonsense, Matt. Uh, Thomas. Invincibles. Thomas. Can you care less? Thomas, I'm a 71 year old man. Do you really and truly think, do you really and truly think that I hurt over football matches at 71 with my COVID 19 jab? Looking forward to my second. Covid nineteen jab, hoping to survive a global pandemic. <laughs> Do you really and truly think that I get upset? Hundred percent, you. Hundred percent. I'm well, having a laugh for you just the same as you are. Do you know what? I'd also to go back to. I'd also. I'd also go back. You're the first one to say my dad's bigger than you. No, I said it because I, in the world of bragging rights, I said. There is no piece of trivia too large or too small to be seized upon. And the very first caller, Ian from Aberdeen, a Celtic fan, repeated what I had just said. Therefore, I understand your wee world. I understand it only too well. I watched my first old film game 61 years ago. I'm a born and bred Glaswegian. I understand your wee world. That's why I can say these things. No, no, no. I'm, I, 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 honestly, I, I, I love it. It's see to hear all this meltdown. I said to Gordon a month ago, there's an unhealthy desperation with Celtic. And I said to Gordon, I said, we're either going to, we're that, Rangers are either going to win the league or Celtic's going to win the league. Glad to say we won it. And that's it. Simple as that. If it, no, I mean, if we go undefeated, I, I don't, I can't care less. I know some people do get hung up on it. I certainly don't. And I think the majority of the job's done. That's what Rangers said out today. Yeah. Well, I think we've got, you, and me, you and me have got what uh, the day ended in a draw. You and me have got a draw. Yeah, we agree. I, I don't think hung up. I don't think anyone's accusing Rangers fans of getting hung up on it, Roger. I think the discussion point comes when there's five games to go. You might as well do it. You might as well give yourself an extra wee target because you've wrapped up the league. You might as well add it into the mix, give you an extra incentive. I mean, to, of course Thomas is right That the main priority was done 
But you're not telling me Steven Gerrard would therefore be happy to sit back and lose the next five games. Of course he wouldn't, because that's how you become a winner. He would like to win the next five games. But he says himself in the Sunday papers today, his priority now is the the Scottish Cup. Uh, Rangers play Cove Rangers a week on Saturday, I think the game is at Ibrox. And that starts a unique Scottish Cup campaign where the games come thick and fast right through to the final at Hamden in less than two months' time. So it's a sprint this year in the Scottish Cup And that is Stephen Jenner's priority What did you make of the game today specifically Thomas? I thought we were poor Gordon uh, but, but then I, maybe that was understandable With the, the game in Thursday mm-hmm. night yeah. they did, they looked, they, You could tell the players that looked leggy Even Bigariba was very leggy uh, Kamara they, they looked very tired And I actually thought to myself We are here for the taking You know at, at one point But I I, I kept thinking when we got the boy right on in Arfield and, and in Patterson, then it kind of a, it gave us a bit more balance, and then we looked a bit more of a threat again. But we were leggy. We were, we were mm-hmm. definitely we, we've not played as anywhere near as well as well as we played at the you know in most parts of the season. Yeah, that will be reflected, Mark. If you kind of go through man for man, probably most Rangers players were. You know, I, I'm struggling to think of too many standouts, standouts if yeah. you like. But as as Thomas says That could be a number of things What what would you say is The biggest factor Is it Thursday night And the physical and emotional efforts Or is it the fact that The, the league's won And that obvious incentive Fire in the belly thing Might not be no, there I, Listen I think the league being won They'd still be fire in the belly I, I, Listen you've got to take uh, on board the How hard the game was on Thursday night And you know The volume of games These Rangers players have put in On a couple of fronts um, And emotionally What it would have taken out of them but to, to go into that game against a Celtic team who have rested up for two weeks, who have been preparing for this, and I thought Rangers in the end were, were comfortable enough. I thought Celtic were the better team, but I still thought Rangers were comfortable within themselves. Steven Gerrard can take great pride from that because in years gone by, Rangers being leggy at Celtic Park would have got run over the top and that didn't happen today. Thomas, I also tipped Rangers to win 2-1. Oh, don't, don't you even go there Because if we're going to talk predictions Roger Hanna will need to get Callum to dig out the clip from earlier on There, there is a man who's got a grin as wide as the Erskine Bridge here in the studio Because well, not only did he get the scoreline correct He even predicted one of the goal scorers as well As Hugh says, even a stopped clock is right twice a day I ah, see, he's humble as well Thank you Thomas in Dilmarnock 01419511025 Let's go straight to Craig in Moody's burn and see what he made of it today. Hi, Craig. Hi, guys. Um, I wasn't actually going to mention that, but I actually, ha- I actually won a wee bit of money today with the score and the Rangers goal scorer. So, um... Ooh, you and Roger Hanna along the same <laughs> wavelength. <laughs> it, it was just the whole thing, you know, Gerard, he's tenfold from game. He hadn't had a draw. It was just like, yeah, it's a draw today. I, th- I think a lot of people thought a draw. And yeah, Alfie, absolutely delighted for him to get the goal. And... Um, my main points was I thought Rangers started the game quite the way they started the game in October. You know, um, a corner after 90 seconds, whatever it was. Started the game quite well, but then they faded. Leggy after Thursday night, mm, I'm not really sure I agree with that because when Gerard realised the tie was dead, you know, he took, I mean, we finished the game with Jack Simpson, Itton, Scott Wright, you know, these kind of guys on the pitch. So he was taking them off with today in mind, but... Uh, today for me had just the hallmarks and I, I think our captain actually mentioned I know the players haven't publicly said but I think our captain hinted at it a few weeks ago he said we've still got certain targets we're working towards and it's for me it's unbeaten 
uh, league season and Scottish Cup. And today was a, in my opinion, um, it was a very Walter Smith Rangers performance. Um, we could have nicked it at the end with Ruth, um, a Scott Wright who I was raving about to the, the producer there. Um, I know I'm, you know, saying Walter Smith, and I'm going to drop another name in about Scott Wright here, which could come back and bite me in the the backside. But he reminds me of Neil McCann, um, which is a big label to put on the boy, which I'm sure he'll be able to live up to. But he's just got that directness about him, and or something very refreshing about the way he comes on and tries to change games. Um, Overall, you know, it was it was a strange feeling. You know, I tried to go on uh, after the the game on Thursday night. Tried to go on Friday night. Say it was the first old firm game in a couple of years. I wasn't not not just because the league was won. It was just you know everything that's went on the last few days. I wasn't really feeling. But obviously today the butterfly started in the morning. I just felt nah, we're not going to lose today. You know, it's the the the, the thing that like I, I mentioned when I was on before the Slavia game. I trust this Rangers team. And yes, Celtic were the better team. I won't admit they were the better team. Um, that's why I say it was a very Walter Smith performance. Alan McGregor, again, you know, if the guy wants a two-year deal, give him a two-year deal. <laughs> um, but my main point was about Scott Wright and Nathan Patterson. I thought Nathan Patterson should have started the game. Um, Balligan as a centre-half. You know, he's a centre-half and um, he's a very capable centre-half. He's a very good defender. Um, and I, I get why Gerard started with him, but I just felt when Nathan Patterson on, came on, we were much more composed. Um, and I think Nathan Patterson's got a big future. And as I say, Scott Wright, you know, I'm possibly putting a little bit too much pressure on the boy, saying Neil McCann, but he looks a very, very, very promising yeah. prospect. All right, let's look at a couple of those points, Craig, because you cover a lot of good ground. Um, start with the positive, if you like. Who wants to take us away on Scott Wright? It doesn't get much game time And uh, in this particular fixture To come on and, and do as well as he did Obviously it stands him in good stead But he still has a, a bit mm. to go I think before he's an, a, an automatic First pick And, and you know, mm. he's taking a while to make an impact well, At Rangers I mean it's, it's not been long Roger Hanna And I suppose this was the point Do your business early Rangers are in a comfortable position And now Scott Wright can approach next season With a full pre-season at Rangers under his belt Having played in Europe Having played in old firm games And then you're settled already yeah. That was the point wasn't it That was the type of signing yeah, Very much so That's why Jack Simpson's in Why Namdi Ofobor has been signed for next season as well Rangers are doing their business early Stephen Davis has been secured in a new contract You would imagine Whether it's a year or two As Craig discusses there Alan McGregor will soon sign a deal as well So the majority of Rangers if, if next season was starting tomorrow Rangers would be good to go effectively With what they have just now And that's even before they look at maybe You know adding one or two in the summer Celtic as you made the point There's four or five of that starting lineup Won't be at the club next season There's another four or five in the bench Won't be at the club next season That's on top of the ones who have gone already In charm Frimpong People like that um, One of the callers said a couple of weeks ago And I'd forgotten all about them You've still got Bolingoli to come back Bio to come back Jack Hendry to come back uh, Marion Schved to come back Where do all these players fit in? Manny Perez in the United States To come back So whoever gets this job Whether it's John Kennedy or whoever Has a big, big job on their hands Compared to the job that Stephen Gerrard's got this summer Yeah, agree with Roger I mean the two clubs couldn't be at different points In their 
in their future here I, I mean Rangers planning uh, very successfully did it last season know the plan works and have started incredibly early again and they're reaping the benefits from it Celtic I mean they don't know how their director of football is going to be they don't know they've not even got their chief exec in the door they don't know who their manager is going to be the amount of players mm-hmm. that are going back the amount of positions up for grabs it's a bit all over the place for Celtic and I think the Celtic fans are ho- well I know the Celtic fans are hoping mm. for something sooner rather than June the 1st or midway through uh, the month that this is a new manager this is a new structure it has to be put in place a bit sooner than that Craig made a few pertinent points if we're talking about the tactical side of the game or you know key battles that type of thing I don't think there's any doubt that Rangers right hand side Celtic's left was an issue for Rangers and it was an area that Celtic managed to exploit Not to the extent that they won the game Obviously So don't mean to over overstate it But it, it was pretty clear to everyone watching Yeah And before the game We mentioned it And Daz mentioned it And thought Celtic should have played with width But they exploited it In a different way You know They didn't put a winger Up against Balogun And let him run at him And, and tear him apart They did it in uh, You know Different way with, with McGregor coming inside Lax out getting down the outside Edward filling that channel And the goal came from there And it continued But again Steven Gerrard recognised it And early into the second half He'd seen enough When Lax out got in again uh, And he thought it was time to change I thought when Parson did come on Without being spectacular it just showed up a little And Celtic's attacks down the left hand side Seemed to dry Ar- up more Arfield coming on just after yeah, Patterson yeah, as well Helped with difference. that as well It really did um, Craig have you got high hopes for, for Scott Wright And do, do you see a benefit to that bedding in process Like we mentioned He will go into next season There's no, no real e- expectation on him at the moment Whether he performs um, or not But he goes into next season Having played in Europe Having played against Celtic And then you might see the best of him yeah, definitely. And as I say, um, you know, Neil McCann comparisons may be a bit premature, but in terms of the, the, the people signing from Scottish clubs in the past, you know, uh, Brandon Barker, Jordan Jones, he looks, you know, a level above them. Um, somebody that's come in, you know, able to make the step up. And um, I've, I've, you know, high hopes that he can be, you know, that, that, that kind of, you know, next Scottish winger if you like that's what it reminds me of that's why I'm saying Neil McCann because it reminds me of that old fashioned Scottish winger with the pace the trickery I, I didn't see a lot of that Aberdeen if I'm honest but he's impressed me um, I agree with the guys were saying there about Nathan Patterson I think what we really missed today was Ryan Jack if I'm honest um, because I think he covers whether it's Tav or whoever's playing it right back he fills in when they go forward and I thought I, I agree with the guys there but Arfield when he came on I thought that was the difference um, and I think that's why I'm saying you know Walter yeah. Smith I think Steve Gerrard's grown uh, in his game management he realised Laxalt was causing that problem he brought Arfield on he brought Parson on that changed the game the fact opinion. that you could rhyme off so many names some who were there some who were not there some who were on the bench some who started you rhymed off so many names that it underlines the point that Rangers are good to go for next season Celtic still need a manager A director of football And a team full of players Because a team full of players will be leaving uh, Roger what do you make of the, the Neil McCann comparison Scott Wright I mean players can peak at, at different times And develop at different rates Scott Wright's already 23 So he, he's, not a, he's not a kid by any means But how do you see his prospects of progressing In the way that Craig hopes he will? 
Um, I actually thought he did well. Um, it was his break that prompted that Keystone Cops moment in the Celtic box when it went back to Bain and he kicked it off the defender and it almost fell for Kemar Roof and hit him in the back as well. Um, he looked accomplished in the ball. If you compare him to Jordan Jones, Jordan Jones' brief old firm history involved kicking Morris Bauer into the front row of the Govan stand. Um, Brandon Barker got a chance the first old firm game of this season. I think he started it up front ahead of Hadji. Not really sure he took the chance. Um, the two of them were shipped out on loan. I think they're at Sunderland and Oxford now. Scott Wright was shipped in on a permanent mm. deal. And if you can do that, if you can actually get them in the building and give them the six months between the end of January and the start of mm. next season, it can only help them. And, it, and he, has, he has started well in the brief glimpses you've seen of him. Uh, thank you very much to Craig in Moody's Burn. Some good points there. 01419511025. Now, we're about to hear from both managers some interesting stuff from Stephen Gerrard and John Kennedy. And how's about this? I'm looking forward to speaking to this next caller. Someone on the line called Lennon who wants to say that John Kennedy isn't the man for the job. Speak oh. to him next. After they play, you have your say. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, and Roger Hanna are here. That's technically not true. Roger Hanna just left the studio. Mark Wilson, I've not. Did he, did he, did he mention <laughs> anything to you? Hugh <laughs> Keevans, up the back page. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where he's oh, off to. In fact, I can hear. I can hear him next door talking I don't know what's going on here But listen We are professional right through to the end And we will be able to take your calls He will return to the studio soon I just wish he had told me where he was going Right 01419511025 We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard John Kennedy thinks Celtic should have had a penalty as well We'll hear from him uh, Let's bring in Lennon Who's a Celtic fan from Erskine Hi Lennon Hi how you doing? Not bad at all How are you? Are you well? Yeah not bad Not what, bad What jumped out at you today? Um, I think it's a, a massive improvement from the Celtic team obviously um, going forward we've pinned Rangers in quite a lot um, something that we've definitely not done from the past two old firms um, I just think we need a, a wee bit of a spark going forward um, just don't, I still don't feel as if we're not clinical enough as well going forward as well plenty of chances that we could have put away today and we just never done it Yeah I mean Mark a lot of focus is going to inevitably go on the fact that or even after Playing on Thursday Celtic still couldn't win And it's the same old story It's the set pieces I know Celtic fans feel low I know they've not had a lot to cheer about But if you if you analyse that game today Particularly first half They were better And there were things that we've not seen The sort of Kind of Patterns of play down the left hand side Combinations between El Yunusi and uh, Edward It looked like a coherent attacking plan Which hasn't been there yeah. it, Small steps Yes they didn't win the game Yes Rangers are still unbeaten but there were there were signs that that haven't been there recently. Yeah, it was better. It was better than any any game um, in the past. You know, the past couple of months, you'd have to say players who haven't played particularly well. I thought played well, particularly Lax out. I thought he was the the standout. Scott Brown, I thought did very well. Now he's had his critics over over the last few months. Um, and the way Celtic played, you're right, Gordon. Much more relaxed, much more um, composed in possession. Put some nice moves together Even the goal If you look at the goal It's well built You know Lax out Into the channel for Edward And it's a, a beautiful ball And a beautiful finish So it's uh, You know There is signs of improvement there uh, My only You know Downside to that Would be that I agree with a previous call And I think it was Daz that said That they looked like They settled for the draw When Rangers yeah. Won uh, Got the equaliser That they didn't really 
Impose themselves more Ro- than they Roger Hanna's back There's a bit of speculation Roger that you Went along the same lines As that Hamilton Aki's Co-commentator A few weeks ago <laughs> um, You disappeared from the studio The break was over Mark and I were talking You weren't here And I, I, tw- I was Twitter taking is, Andy Halliday Shut the fridge when he was last in Twitter <laughs> is suggesting That you and the Hamilton Aki's Co-commentator <laughs> I, I, I Have was a similar actually diet. up I was thinking what a mess I'd made in here Since we were in at Quarter to twelve this morning With coffee cups And juice right, okay, cartons yeah, Very and convincing I was actually just taking it To the bin out the door Right well We'll let you off um, Lennon talking about you know Being a bit better In an attacking sense There is a We're sometimes bad for it In this part of the world Where we just go big picture And we just say ah, Celtic couldn't win again Rangers are still the Of course So I'm not going to overstate What Celtic did in the first half It wasn't even enough To win a game of football But there have been Celtic games this season Where Quite frankly You don't even know What their attacking intentions are Yeah l- Listen I agree with Mark Celtic were better Celtic have lost the first two Old Firm games of the season And they've drawn this one That's better They've taken a point off Rangers for the first time this season That's better But it's still not going to be good enough I think For a lot of Celtic fans And and Mark's right In those closing moments You never really got the belief That Celtic were 100% committed To throwing everything at winning the game They were always sort of casting an eye behind them And worried that Rangers would catch them out on the break In past seasons a game balanced at 1-1 Think how many times Celtic have, have gone on And scored late goals In derbies And I remember James Forrest Winning yeah. a derby um, At Celtic Watson Edwards In that minute. game we spoke about The 10, 10 Yeah minutes. the 3-2 game And things like that Celtic have thrown The kitchen sink at it To win the game I, I never really get the impression They did that today mm-hmm. um, Maybe they knew That a defeat would Do for John Kennedy's chances And and. A draw might not do for John Kennedy's chances Or maybe as we suggested earlier And Ian the first caller said Maybe they're just not good enough to go and win it You know at the risk of labouring the point Roger I'm looking at the Celtic team Welsh will certainly be there next season McGregor I think will be there next season Turnbull will certainly be there next season And I'm not sure That of the other eight players You can promise Mm. that any of them Will be there next season So (laughs) we're talking about something As I said earlier Flippantly but it's true I'd, other than the fact that Celtic were playing green and white hoops at Celtic Park How do you know what's going yeah. to be going on? And you, won- you wonder if there's a man sitting in Leicester listening to this show Shaking his head when you say Callum McGregor will be at Celtic next season Well, there, there's another one for you But you know, Celtic, they cannot sell everybody mm, yeah. McGregor, uh, I don't think, will go Lennon, I'm glad we started on that kind of you know, specific point about today um, But I'll, I'll now kind of contradict myself And ask you about big picture Did today do anything for you Regarding what you think of the managerial situation Or where you go going forward Or were those opinions already set in before today? Um, today doesn't really make a difference for me I, I, I thought John Kennedy was the, the man for the job uh, Interim, yeah, good choice Yeah, the rest of the season But I think you Lennon should have gone in October really And um, Provided a fresh start then Maybe if John Kennedy came in in October It would have changed my opinion um, Today But I, th- I still think I, I personally Eddie Howard Enzo Maresca Is the man for the job um, Or Jesse Marsh as well His success has Been brilliant In, uh, in Europe And abroad yeah. as well it's, I, th- I still don't think John Kennedy's the man for the job He's a great coach right enough and Do you think I, if Celtic Really wanted Eddie Howe He'd be there by this time Lennon could that be him though Sitting around going mm, Newcastle Maybe Crystal Palace well, maybe. Uh, If that is the case I would Tick him off the list Scratch him Why? off the list Because well 
I mean Celtic Listen Are, are a big job I get that, but what, what if he's the best man For the job Do we sometimes How do we know well, well, That's why I said That's why I said If But you're saying Any hesitation on his part Means he should be ruled out but, And I'm but, asking you What if he's the listen, best I think best if, he, man for if the he job? had hesitation That's fair enough But to drag on this long mm. I don't think you can leave A rebuild Hinging on if Eddie Howe fancies another yeah. job And by the way I've no idea if that's the reason I'm just I'm exploring possibilities I like the insight from Derek Ray On the show the other night Roger Hanna um, I, I trust his judgement Being in You know In touch with that side of, of European football And suggesting that Jesse Marsh is probably going to be Hot property in the Bundesliga Enzo Maresca is another name Eddie Howe Those are the names that Lennon has yeah. mentioned well, well listen Jesse Marsh has been in the Bundesliga As a number two To Ralph Rangnick at Leipzig He's then going to Austria um, there will be a couple of high profile jobs coming up In the Bundesliga this summer Borussia mentioned Gladbach Perhaps being the biggest among them um, I would suggest Jesse Marsh is more likely to go back to Germany Than he is to come to Scotland um, Eddie Howe I, I don't know why I can't quite put my finger on it I've never really seen Eddie Howe As a Celtic manager I have to say Enzo Maresca Doing a good job behind the scenes at Manchester City But I think Manchester City value what he's doing with them And he may well find himself elevated at that football club in the not too distant future um, When I mentioned a while back Diego Martinez I see he's managed to take Granada Into a Europa League quarter final oh, Against Manchester United yeah, I forgot about that one um, He could be another one That could come under consideration uh, It will be A fascinating Decision And and one of the things That makes it the most fascinating is None of us I don't care what anybody says None of us know What Dermot Desmond's thinking yeah. And whether or not He has got a preferred candidate now Lennon thank you very much It was good to speak to you Let's hear from both managers Starting with the home boss John Kennedy Performance wise good High level performance In terms of the way we controlled the game You know I thought we were Dominant for most of the, Most of the game uh, Really great goal we scored You know terrific goal Something uh, We were obviously linked to exploit as well And it came off So pleased in that aspect Disappointed with the, the goal we conceded But our reaction to that was good You know we Again just we get ourselves back in the game, we get control of the ball again and not, not get too nervy. And uh, just built our way back in and then started getting chances and stuff again. So uh, good performance, uh, good control, a lot of opportunities, especially for a game like this, um, which we didn't capitalise on probably. Could have could have taken more advantage of them and we were denied a, a penalty kick as well, which would have been a massive had a massive say in the game. Seen it back, spoke to Hudson, um, and you know in, in terms of that contact, when you get any sort of contact in the box and the player comes flying out at that speed you know if you play it full time you can slow it down and say oh not sure how much is there play it full speed the player comes recklessly in knocks you off balance just touches you enough you go over that's, that's, that's what's happened there and knocked him off if he doesn't go over he's not in the ball he scores a goal so there's no need for him to go down he's a goal scorer he wants as many goals as possible um, and he's not that type of player so we we're, uh, feel aggrieved that we didn't get the penalty kick but we've got to accept that and then look at the bigger picture of the performance um, which was good just got it for the players that we didn't manage to, to get one you know, Al McGregor again has come up with a couple of good saves with opportunities we didn't quite capitalise on. Rangers had probably other than the goal, a couple of set plays that caused a little bit of messiness in the box, probably more than anything else. Bodies flying about a bit. Other than that, they, they didn't have too much more. We controlled them with good possession. We created good opportunities, a couple of crosses, even across goal. We could, you know, have, have better bodies arriving in there uh, to capitalise on. So overall, please, commitment of the players, attitude terrific. Um, you know, in terms of where they're at now We've got a good base And a good level here to, to keep moving forward Celtic should have had a penalty Says John Kennedy What did you make of it? Let us know right now Stephen Gerrard's been talking as well Amongst other things About Kamara and Morelos I thought it was a good game um, I thought it was um, 
all set and ready for one team to grab it. You know, it was end to end at times. Celtic have had some good passages of play and some good opportunities. We've had a couple of decent breakaways and some set piece opportunities, but neither side could go and grab the victory. Uh, I think the result suits us more. You know, we're away from home. We've had a real tough journey in terms of physically and, and emotionally over the last couple of weeks, and um, we're already champions as well. So, you know, this 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 result suits us. We came here to win, and if you can't win, it's important you don't lose. So, we'll take the point and move on. I thought he was faultless, really. Uh, I thought he was really good. He, he gave exactly what we wanted him to give. He battled well. He passed it well. Um, he got on with the game and um, he helped us get a, a positive result. So really pleased for Glenn and he'll go away now with his national team and, and focus on that. I thought it was a class touch from both clubs. Um, you know, everyone standing up and, and showing the support and getting behind it. Um, so yeah, fair play to both clubs. Really, really pleasing to see. I think it'll be a relief for him, first and foremost. You know, he's had a lot of attempts to try and score here. Uh, so for his own personal point of view, um, really pleased, a positive moment for him. Helped us to get a, a decent result in the end. Um, he's been magnificent in terms of his contribution. Certainly of late, he scored big goals uh, at key times. So we're, we're really happy with Alfredo. Um, and thankfully, he stays behind now from a selfish point of view. Normally, he's travelling all around the world for international, but he'll stay around, he'll get some time with his family, and then he'll be ready for the next game. Start with the first of those two interviews And what do you make of this on the phones John Kennedy says Celtic should have had a penalty There's no need for Edward to go down He's a goal scorer He wants as many goals as possible He's not that type of player We feel aggrieved We didn't get the penalty kick Do you agree Hugh Evans? Uh Yeah I thought it was a penalty um, So even though there's next to no contact Yeah well it's enough to Put the player down And uh, as everyone agrees There was no need for him to go down uh, And the goal was Going to be begging in front of him uh, I think there was enough For Odson Edward to go down I thought it was a penalty Roger inevitably right This will descend into What it usually does here Because you'll either view it from a Celtic perspective Or a Rangers perspective I wonder if there is A more general discussion here Which John Kennedy outlines about Does there always have to be contact Or a lot of contact for it to be a penalty Does you trying to get out the way of a tackle If that still causes you to go down Should it be a penalty or not um, John Kennedy mentioned the, the slightest of touches I'm not sure there was any touch there So you don't think it should have been a penalty I don't think there was any touch there Now it then gets into the realms of If he's trying to get out of the way of someone coming in And he goes over Does that make it a penalty? Clearly Willie Collum mm. thinks not Clearly Willie Collum thinks Odds and Edward could have stayed in his feet And could have what do you think? Uh, an effort and goal um, I'm not too sure he could have stayed in his feet I don't think there was contact there So you're then into that grey area of You know, if it had been in the Would that have been a free kick if it had been in the centre circle? Mm, not too sure it would either Mark? Listen, there was no contact there for me But it was a penalty um, I think uh, the goal was there is can, can, that, can that be the case then? Because I know I, I, yeah, I think We don't see it very often Not very often But I still think If a player lunges at you And you You go over To get out the way of things And cannot mm. stay in your feet It is still regarded as a foul I think Barisic does lunge in He's nowhere near the ball Edward's touch I think is decent mm. enough That he's going to get on to it And he goes down I, For me It was a penalty uh, What do you think? 01419511025 It's the perfect time To let us know We'll speak to you next It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 01419511025 
Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna Here we were previously joined by Gordon Diel Who was at the game at Celtic Park today I've received a message which says quite simply Covid no more <laughs> He says um, I don't really know what that I assume that means he's had his vaccination um, And we wish him well We'll see if he has any any side effects Might sharpen him up on Beat the Pundit Imagine that That would be the ultimate he'll, side he'll, effect Listen I'll tune in on Tuesday When he's here with uh Mm. Mark and I guarantee you've been moaning about it, Billy. Oh, there will be a story. It won't have. It will not have been plain sailing. I mean, what 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 numbers are we at? I should know this. How many vaccinations? Mm. A lot. Most I, of them. I, I think the only number he'll be interested in is a nurse's mobile number. <laughs> Pretty straightforward. <laughs> but it, if there's someone who will have had a drama around yeah. it, it, it will be him. Yeah. Yeah. But he would have negotiated a deal on several vaccinations himself to take home Ended up getting just it. in case Ended up getting it in his buttocks instead want, of his I want, arm I want to hear him saying Oxford AstraZeneca Yeah I mean over 2 million <laughs> administered apparently I guarantee his will have been memorable for some sort of reason But we'll find out later in the week Scott is a Rangers fan from Gara Hill Hi Scott How you doing lads? How are you? Oh good thank you Scott What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I'd just like to say, as a Rangers fan, I would like to say respect to Scott Brown for what he done today, being over to Kamara and, and, and basically just hitting him in the back. It was very, very respectful to yeah. everything that's physically happened over the last week. I think it's a great point you make because uh, relations between Celtic and Rangers are... How would we describe it, Roger? Tender, delicate, and uh, you know, the, to to see what Scott Brown did, to see the backroom staff from both clubs lining up in their respectful gesture, uh, I think that was very good work on behalf of Celtic and Rangers today. Yeah, and w- without doubt, um, they didn't need to do it. Uh, we saw, we've seen the still photography, we've also seen video of Scott Brown going from the Celtic warm up over to the Rangers warm up. Going to speak to Glenn Kamara Putting his arm around him A very nice touch As was The two backroom teams Set of substitutes Standing shoulder to shoulder And that's what People in Scottish football Are doing just now Metaphorically They're standing shoulder to shoulder Look at Motherwell yesterday Then United yesterday Not taking the knee Taking a stand instead Hugh Standing yeah. with Glenn Kamara Standing with Kamar Roof um, I believe James Tavernier Spoke before this afternoon's game Saying Every single one of the black players at Rangers has suffered racist abuse online this season. That's not good enough. That's disgusting. That's despicable. The social media companies need to do more, just as UEFA need to do more to stamp it out within the game. And it's not confined to black players either, because Shane Duffy had the, yes. the most awful thing said about the death of his father. You know, that's when it becomes society's problem. Uh, but with regard to what happened to Glenn Kamara on Thursday... Uh, Scott Brown in particular and the backroom staffs in general uh, can all take a collective pat mm. on the back Scott do you think well, do you think it was symbolic given that it was it was this game it was this rivalry it was Scott Brown you know th- did it did it send out a, a statement do you think no 100% yes definitely yeah I mean what, what is that statement then because we Scott Is it because of the size of the rivalry We get that I'm wondering if someone watches that in another country They think alright big deal You know the captain went over But this rivalry doesn't really do stuff like that Does it this is, we... <laughs> Definitely not It's just one of the ones where It just shows you How 
how bad, how 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 good actually is it players can act, players from mm-hmm. other teams can actually go ahead and do that. Yeah, I mean, Mark, it takes a lot for Rangers fans to praise Scott Brown. That's just where we're at, which is fine. Yeah. That's, that, in, in some ways, in, in the right way, that's what kind of makes the rivalry spin. Of course, loads of people will cross the line and that's not good. Um, but I think most people acknowledge that that was a worthwhile gesture. Of course, the rivalry will always be there. And Scott Brown, as long as he's at Celtic, will always be a figure that the Rangers fans loathe and, and there'll be Rangers players on the other side for Celtic uh, fans to loathe. But when the, the issue is so important and the message has to get across now, it has to, there can be no, you know, uh, as Stephen Gerrard said, brushing under the carpet. It has to get through to UEFA. And of course, the the hundreds of people online who continue to post th- these things to players, the message has to come across. Um, and if it's not going to come across now, you wonder what the point, at what point it does, what has to happen for UEFA and the authorities to take a real stance in this because Thursday night was shocking and uncomfortable for us all to witness and for these two teams to come together and make that gesture mm. surely those pictures go everywhere around Europe throughout the world worldwide um, club Celtic and Rangers it would have got across I'm sure and Scott what did you make of the fact that Glenn Kamara played today and Stephen Gerrard praising him for um, you know, the, the way he was able to participate and go about his business A professional, professional footballer, and I thought he had, he had not a bad game today, actually. And obviously, uh, his manager stuck right behind him, as Gerard did say in Thursday night, they would always back his own players. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think Stephen Gerrard spoke as well, saying he was you know, delighted with the, the the gesture, if you like, and, and both sets of, of coaching staff standing um, on the touchline. Thank you to Scott and Gara Hill, 0141 Mikey says that Edwards was definitely not a penalty He goes down too easy You can see from one of the angles Barisic is nowhere near making contact So therefore a dive And a booking correct decision from the ref uh, Governor not having you at all Mark Wilson He says how can it be uh, Mark Wilson says there was no contact But it was a penalty Please tell me I never heard that And I think it's about 25 laughing faces I don't know how, I can't be bothered counting them all Well yeah you did hear it Now if that's Let's take that That's outside the box See Let's take it a Ryan Kent Is running at John Joe Kenny At pace He knocks it by him Kenny lunges in There is no mm. contact But Ryan Kent Goes over It's a free kick Even if there's long. no contact it, it, Well of course We've seen it Hundreds of times With players The player has to go out His way to get From the lunge Now If that's the case Yeah Why is that not A foul Edwards touch Barisic I think Lunges in He is not getting there And Edwards touch Is there begging To be put in the net why? Why would he go down then? Why? That's that. That is the question. When you're six yards for goal, we are almost an empty net. You're not going down there. The Celtic showed with a yeti. You are able to challenge when you're getting done for simulation. Will they challenge a yellow card for Edward? Well, that'll be interesting. Um, oh, good show for you next week, Gordon. Um, if that's the case, John Kennedy thinks so. I don't know, Hugh. I, I can see where Mark's coming from the, the difficulty I think Maybe the difficulty is in the way The discussion has been framed previously But we are Usually involved in an argument Which says Just because there's contact uh-huh. Doesn't mean there's a penalty And now we're meant to get our head around The suggestion that it can still be a penalty With no contact One of the great delights in old firm life Is a disputed penalty 
So it will keep us going. Uh, Mark Wilson has been involved in uh, disputed penalties, controversies uh, in Celtic Rangers matches. And the one that he was describing today uh, involving Daniel Mistorovic is how many years ago, Mark? That must be 10 years ago. So, if a penalty controversy let's limit ourselves to this one. If a penalty controversy can last you 10 years, and we still don't believe that England scored in the World Cup final <laughs> 50 odd years ago, then we'll put up with it. Can you imagine going to the VAR somewhere in Scotland to look at that decision today? A good job for you, Hugh. Oh, yeah. yeah I, am, be... I am the man to unify. Well, yeah, something like that. Let's bring in Les, who's a Rangers fan in East Kilbride. Hi, Les. Hi, panel. Hi, how are you doing? Everybody okay? Good, thank you. What was your take on that today? Uh, well, that was one of my points, actually. Uh, I've got a couple, so I'll try and get them all out so mm-hmm. I don't bore you. So. Oh, don't be daft. Uh, take your time. The, the first one is uh, I've been listening, uh, obviously, avidly. Um, about the fact that Celtic played really, really well today and were well up for it and Rangers were a bit below par. What does that mean if Rangers had to play well then? Would Rangers have wiped the floor with Celtic today? Also the fact is... Um, well, see, to be honest, just on that, Mark, um, Les, Mark, Mark kind of nodding. I don't think anyone who's saying Celtic played well or, or going overboard, Mark, Mark is, is nodding away and I, saying I, that, yeah. Listen, I think the, when we've seen Rangers play well this year, they've shown that they've got enough to... To beat um, outstanding teams in Europe And they've beaten Celtic a couple of times I think if Rangers played to their full potential Possibly, yeah They would have beaten Celtic today That's good That's good to know Because I think the same I mean, I don't think Rangers were, were up to par today But uh, for the first half of the hour Another point Which is The fact that Laxal was getting praise from the panel He played well for half an hour When Rangers scored and then they just put the, the, the boy Parson on and then strengthened it with Arfield. What, what exactly did Laxall do in the second half that's deserving all the plaudits? I, I mean, it's a fair question, but I, no one's saying Laxall was amazing, world-class, no. best performance we've seen all season. People just mention him as being yeah, better than he has been, slightly better than his teammates, maybe slightly better than, than most players on the pitch. With, but with Les res- is not with, having it. No, with respect to Les, Les is taking umbrage at any Positive point against Celtic's name. Uh, you know, even Stephen Gerrard uh, said, and it, Roger, like myself, will have written it all down. Celtic had good passages in the game, and that's all anyone's saying. The Rangers manager acknowledges that Celtic had good passages in the game. John Kennedy's saying it was a high-level performance from Celtic, but nobody's saying that Laxalt was brilliant from minute one to the final whistle. Laxalt was of all the Celtic players. Or perhaps of all the players on the park According to Gordon DL the, the one who had most good points During the game So you know you don't need to take umbrage over everything Just because it was a Celtic player Do you mind if I come in Hugh? Hugh I've got the utmost respect for you And I, I'm not taking umbrage It's just I'm trying to point out the fact that People on other the television channels And other channels Are giving likes of a man of the match I mean, if you can play well for half an hour, you know, the guy Barisic for Rangers, you know, I mean, he played well in the same half. Does that mean he deserves to be man of the match? You tell us, Les, who was the man of the match today? Uh, do you know it was on eight games? I don't think you could pick one. Oh, but I'm, 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 when I ask the question, I don't really accept that answer from the guys. You're, you're fine. You're, you're, you're um, off the hook. But you know, when I that 
you have to pick one when I, when I say it to Gordon DL I'm making him pick one and that's why he comes up but who, who would be the top top two top three contenders then right well I'm trying not to make it Rangers so Hugh doesn't say I'm taking Umbridge with Rangers <laughs> I'll try and pick a Celtic player that I thought had pass marks today and I, I thought Brown was no bad because he wasn't a liability like he normally has been uh, I thought the boy Welsh at the back but on the first half showing Edward Edward's always a danger to Rangers. He's always a danger. He's quick feet and Rangers don't handle him very well. I certainly be glad to see the back of him. Um, but also, what I'd like to say to Hugh, and it's, I'm a great admirer of Hugh. I've listened to Hugh since, I'm not a young boy, I've listened to Hugh since it was Jimmy Sanderson and Richard Partey's. Now, and I find his, his analysis in games fabulous. He speaks football. Oh, don't, don't take it that far, Les. No. He doesn't speak about how good his face is and how bad his hip is. It's football. You get football from him. So um, the, the fact that he's saying that that it, it, it was a penalty. Come on, here you're encouraging diving. You're encouraging diving. That well, was a know, dive. You, know, you never Les, touched him. Wes, these things are all a matter of personal interpretation, aren't they? I mean, you believe it was never a penalty and I believe it was a penalty. And that's why I say we'll still be arguing over this 10 years from now. Because Mark Wilson's still arguing over a penalty that was given against Celtic 10 years ago. It, it's just, I cannot be definitive. I cannot say my interpretation is 100% correct. And with respect to yourself, Les, neither can you. Uh, we'll leave it there. We'll agree to disagree. Thank you to Les in East Kilbride. Um I mean, there's Grant sending a clip again. If Hugh Keevans has seen this angle and still thinks it's a penalty, even wee Blanche's specs can't help him. Um, Mark, I mean, look at it again and again and again. I wonder if what doesn't do... And we should take John Kennedy's point on board in the sense that any incident, not just this one, see when you slow it down, it, it does give you perhaps a false impression. Yeah. The, the way Edward falls to his knees, th- does that perhaps... Not do him any favours in, yeah, yeah, in the can, eyes of Willie Collum I can understand that And that's maybe why Willie Collum has thought That it's a, a blatant dive Because on, on you, your take on it is You don't think there was much contact But you think you know he's trying to get out the way And it's put him off balance And, and that can still be a penalty But yeah. there's not much of a stumble Edward does go, he goes straight down as I if think, he's been. I think when you look at Edward's touch and his left foot is in motion as he's running forward And his right foot, if it's planted I think Barisic does catch that So he lifts it And that's him getting out of the way Look, my my argument is That if that is outside the box And I'm changing it to a Ryan Kent Is running Or he, he, he chops inside someone And someone makes a lunge And he goes down But there's no contact It is a foul A free kick would be given It is no difference Because it's in the box Or, or if Willie had heard it rather than seen it <laughs> He'd heard that, yeah yeah, so that that's my argument. I understand it looks that way, and when you slow it down, it looks particularly bad. But like I've I've been on um, this show, and I I called out a yeti. I said it was a dive when there was contact, and I thought it was a dive. This one is the other side. It there is no contact, but I think it's mm. still enough for him to go down and get a penalty. Forty minutes of the show left. Alec Neil has departed Preston North End this afternoon. Does he come into the mix of candidates for the Celtic job? Not a chance. Why? Because this is a commercial decision as well as a football decision. And I am told that the season ticket renewals have not been sent out yet. And that means that they are behind schedule by Celtic's annual standards. And I think that Celtic have to present a candidate who sells tickets 
because what about one that wins football matches is that be a better place to well, start well he's not the manager of Preston any longer because he's not winning football matches everybody gets sacked though, don't they at and some point nowadays down the league you could not with the best will in the world you could not tomorrow morning say ladies and gentlemen our new manager is Alec Neil. what if it, you're Dave Cormack could you it, say it then uh, mm, good shout yeah no I don't think so what no, He's been in the English uh, Premier no, League No but I'll tell you why um, Yes he has But At the moment Stocks rise And stocks fall And his stock Right now Has fallen And I don't think The Aberdeen fans Who must be getting touchy now Another defeat yesterday they're a manager down And the replacement yeah, short but, but what market By the way This is going to sound like I'm Alex Neil's nephew I don't really care I just I like uh, the argument Um so your comparison then might be Stephen Glass, the Atlanta reserve team manager yeah. Or a guy that's managed the English Premier no, League I don't think the Aberdeen fans uh, And I can't speak for all of them But I don't think that they'd be I know he played for the club However, I don't think that You'd be wildly enthused Because the manager of Atlanta's reserve team is coming over You talk about stocks going up and down Has Roy Keane's stock gone up? I believe there's been a ringing endorsement of his credentials By Martin O'Neill in television this afternoon Well, Martin O'Neill would say that, wouldn't he? Uh, Because he's worked with Roy Keane Um, But for me, a guy who hasn't managed for 10 years Who had one good season in football management When he got Sunderland promoted Who flopped at Sunderland eventually Who flopped at Ipswich uh, and was fired before his two-year contract was up. I don't know. I mean, you can sell him to some of the Celtic supporters, as in, here is Kino, but is he any good? Well, the argument that is Stephen Gerrard had no seasons as a top-flight manager or a championship manager, and he's came in and made a difference because of his personality uh, and his stature uh, and the coaching team around about him. Well, I think if a Roy Keane came in Okay maybe you could argue That he's, his methods Maybe a bit outdated But I think he has enough pull To pull in a good coaching team Round about him Who may bridge that gap Between but, him and, and would he, would he work under a director of football And let him call some shots we're in, we're in a situation here Where Hugh doesn't want Roy Keane To get the job because of his previous record and Mark doesn't want Roy Keane to get the job in case he asks for his watch bank. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> true uh, yeah. Right, let's bring in Pat from Govan Hill. Hi, Pat. Uh, how you doing, lads? Hello. My main point and a small point is that I was amazed today. Mark touched it early on. Celtic four substitutions to golf. Two of the most players that could give you a goal. The best dead ball player in the Celtic team. Scott Brown, who was going forward, and bring on a defensive sorrow, and you're looking for a goal to win the game. Totally amazed. I, I could not believe it. The four substitutions were possibly four best players in the LT team. Yeah, this gets brought up a lot now, the substitutions, Mark. David Turnbull comes off pretty much every week. Um, and I'm not sure that time-wise This one's not quite as exciting right? Because it wasn't 60 minutes It wasn't 65 I think it was 78 79 70, right? Yeah. 10 minutes to go pretty much Not a huge deal in isolation But it is regular Was he having a poorer game Than than Ryan Christie for instance Was he looking particularly tired That keeps happening We've had the Lee Griffiths one On for two minutes Is there any point in that Pat's um, Pat's kind of rhyming off all the subs And saying he can find a, an objection against them Yeah Um 
Well, I tend to agree with Pat uh, with the substitutions. Again, I thought Celtic were, you know, and John played it pretty edgy in terms of not wanting to upset anything about the formation because he would be, you know, he'd be scared about losing the game rather than going on to win the game. I mean, taking Turnbull off, I thought Turnbull, you know, did decent today. Set pieces, uh, I thought, were very good. Um, he had the chance where he broke through and just ran out of legs, but he still got a shot away. Compare that to Ryan Christie, I thought was pretty quiet. Um, in terms of throwing Griffiths on with two minutes to go, if you're desperate to win the game, and it goes back to Tannadice as well, where we could all see that Celtic had huffed and puffed and created chances, but they didn't have that clinical cutting edge up front. John waited an awful long time to introduce anyone off the bench in that game also. And again, two minutes, a striker, Tom Rogic comes on, you know, takes a bit of time to get up to speed, as we all know, but he's only got 10 minutes or so to to make things happen. It looked like it was a bit conservative in the closing stages from John and thinking about rather not losing the game than actually going on to win it or give his striker who's putting on the best opportunity to win it. A lot has been made of the fact that Celtic had a free week. In fact, they had a free fortnight to get ready for this match. So I'm assuming that Odson Edward was not taken off because he was suffering from fatigue. Well, it was a couple of minutes left, was it not? Yeah. So, so the, my my point about Edward is whatever else happens, whatever substitutions you have in mind, just leave him on because he is the most natural, the most gifted striker at the club. So he stays on and he didn't. Be fascinating to see what the fixtures are. Could Celtic's next league fixture be at Ibrox? You, I don't think they'll be wanting. If Rangers are going to get presented with the league trophy on their last game, they won't want the, the old firm game to be the last game of the five. No. Could it be a quick turnaround? Do you think? Is that then puts more pressure on Celtic again? Puts more pressure on John Kennedy again to go in to Ibrox and try and get a result that that keeps the the gap. I say down at twenty points, but it doesn't let it go any wider than mm. twenty points. No, no, no. And also. Keeps him in with a You know Keeps his name in the frame As a potential candidate I know you're You're talking it down A lot of the callers Have talked it down today But given that we're Ticking off Anyone else That's being mentioned This afternoon By a process of elimination He must still be in the frame John oh, Sure Sure But You know and I know That Realism has to enter This argument And if you Go to Ibrox And get turned over uh, You know The you, <sighs> He's had a bad result at Tannadice. Uh Today's result is not being viewed all that kindly by the Celtic fans who've called in so far. Um, the chances of him becoming manager, as I say, this is a commercial as well as a football decision. The chances have to be diminishing. Do you agree with that, Pat? Is there, how does John Kennedy look in the race? Is he, is he still in it at all? Uh, not for me either. I saw a mini Brendan Rodgers, you know, a big name to come mm. in with. So you can get, if you don't bring in a manager that attracts good players, it's uh, not much good, you know. John Kennedy's a nice lad, five, ten years' time, maybe. But my other small point was uh, uh, about Celtic, as we all know, Celtic fans, this would have been dreadful all season. Mm-hmm. And I know we didn't do it, and this great Rangers team. We should have beat them at Ibrox and beat them today, but we didn't. And it's the worst Celtic team against the greatest Rangers team I've heard in 10 years. I don't know if the panel will even answer that. So you're suggesting that Rangers aren't all that 
Good. That's correct. They're not well. They made up. any team attacks and scores against them. Well, like, they've only conceded that their tenth goal of the season yeah, today. Yeah, Pat, they've yeah. only conceded ten goals and they're twenty uh, points clear. Aberdeen scored one goal in ten games. Celtic have been absolutely terrible. The only team attack Rangers would have, and they could have beat them twice. No, but that's but that's that's the point, though, isn't it? Because in the last couple of seasons, very good Celtic teams have played very poor Rangers teams, and there there've always been spells when. You know the, the other teams in the league maybe aren't flying, but but still they've only conceded ten well, league goals. Well, I've seen a lot more better Rangers teams this one. I can assure you. Well, you've seen yeah, a lot I better did. Celtic teams as well. well that's what he was saying, though. That was his point. I know, but listen, this is just a cheap shot for me. You know, the, the, uh, you cannot come on at a stage where Celtic are twenty points behind Rangers and start picking holes in Rangers. You know. Uh, and particularly at a time when Celtic still need to find a manager, still need to find about 10 players for next season. Uh, so you have to allow Rangers uh, the congratulations they are due for being the champions. They're 20 points ahead of Celtic and Celtic have to put their house in order. End of story. Final word to you on that one, Pat. Oh, I agree. They're all the champions, but they've got... In Scotland, they have no position whatsoever this year. Worst Aberdeen team in 12 years, the worst Celtic team in 12 years. The Kilmarnock man gets sacked, St John's man gets sacked. But good luck to them, let them enjoy it. Well, when the Rangers fans say, ah, the nine in a row didn't count for Celtic really because Rangers weren't in the league for a few seasons, I always say, well, the league doesn't come to a halt just because you mismanage your own affairs and you were in a lower league. Therefore, the league... Does not the league title does not become any less worthy for Rangers because Celtic mm. were poor, Aberdeen were even poorer, and Hibs couldn't offer a challenge either. So sorry, can't have it both ways. Uh, St. Johnson changed their manager before this season, but that's just a small uh, matter of accuracy. Thank <laughs> you to Pat. Seems to have done okay as well. He's yeah, done no bad. Thank you to Pat in Govan Hill. Kieran says if Roy Keane ends up the Celtic manager or Alex Neil for that matter, I'll be livid. He says so. The the wait goes on. There's we no chance anyway. We will find out eventually um, Let's In fact I'll tell you what 01419511025 John is a Rangers fan in Springburn He's got thoughts on that penalty claim From John Kennedy and Odson Edward We'll hear from him next After the action It's your reaction 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Mark Wilson Hugh Kevens, And Roger Hanna are here If you keep an eye on the English game What a scoreline coming in in London With 33 34 minutes gone now It's West Ham 3 Arsenal 0 Roger Hanna David Moyes Fantastic job continues Well if John Kennedy thinks He's got trouble with his back four you should maybe call Mikel Arteta and get a little bit of a comfort this evening because Arsenal, in the colloquial, couldn't keep Wayne's out of close. Yeah, it's quite something, Mark Wilson. Unbelievable. Some of the goals have conceded are, you know, we're looking at it going, that really happened? Did everyone stop there? You know, unreal. Um, top class players. Arsenal have had some outstanding results this season, but I mean, this... That league yeah. down south is unpredictable this year as any. To use another colloquialism, Roger, that Mikel Arteta's getting away with murder. <laughs> Let's bring in John, who's a Rangers fan in Springburn. What did you make of it today, John? I thought Rangers were poor today. Um, I, I, I thought that they kind of looked a bit lethargic, if I'm being honest. Uh, they, were, they were playing second fiddle to Celtic for large parts of the game. What do you think that was mainly down to, Thursday night or the fact that the league... Is already done Maybe it's a bit of both But was there one Bigger factor than the other Gordon You took the words uh, 
he took the words right out of my mouth there. I thought they both, aye, a bit of both. Um, just, you know, maybe maybe in the back of their minds, you know, that the hard work was done in the earlier, the earlier part of the season, so maybe they, they took their eye off the ball a wee bit maybe the day. Um, and Thursday night, I think, had a, a big part to play in that as well. I think the um, a lot of a lot of energy was used in Thursday night, maybe trying to play uh, kind of play catch up to Slavia Prague a wee bit, you know. So I mean, see the fact, John, that it's the, the unbeaten run is still, you know, on. If you like the points gap, still looks very healthy, much healthier than most people would have imagined at the start of the season. So yeah, it might not have been a vintage performance, but does that does that still feel like a a, a good result? If you like, you know, you're still pretty content with that. A hundred percent because um, to to go out and play maybe I reckon I was given I was given Rangers maybe seventy percent they were they, they played that day maybe sixty five seventy percent and to come away for Parkhead you know your fiercest rivals and come away with a, a draw um, when you're 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 so below par um, I thought that was a good result for Rangers now they took that before the game started just to keep the unbeaten run going. Yeah, I think Stephen Gerrard's made some some kind of similar points on that theme. Uh, let's hear let's hear a bit from him. Actually, we heard already um, about you know the game, Glenn Kamara, Morelos, etc. Here's what he had to say on kind of you know the unbeaten side of things. Listen, we 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 appreciate the question. Uh, we know people are talking about it on the outside. Um, I'll give you a little glimpse of what's on the inside. It's always about the next game. Um, it's a sideshow, really. We we'll try and achieve it. We'll do everything we can because we want to try and win every game. It'll be tough. There's a lot of challenges out there. Um, the priority now is the Scottish Cup because uh, we want to try and do a double. We want to try and win another trophy. But it's also an opportunity for me to try and use certain players and try different things and also give people game time because people are working ever so hard for opportunities. So. Um, We'll try and get both right. We'll try and do that, but also try and stay unbeaten, just to keep everyone on the outside happy. But it is a sideshow. Uh, it's a sideshow. He's not that bothered, John. I well, I, I mean, I, I agree. Stephen Gerrard for me, it, it speaks a lot of sense. I love listening to him uh, speak about uh, f- just football in general because he's he's been there, he's done it. You know, he t- he talks about the game uh, so professionally, and I love listening to him speak. And uh, I I totally agree. What he has to say there, I can uh, mimic his views and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and his opinions there. To be fair, so I, I, for I me, the, this is like the guard the boner thing. It's a fans issue. Fans get wound up about this. No, but to be fair, I, you, I don't think fans even are. We have loads of fans phoning and saying that they're the opposite. They don't care. Yeah, but obviously, when clubs have tens of thousands of fans, as Celtic and Rangers do, there are tens of thousands of different shades of opinion. Uh, and gardens of honour matter a lot to some people and don't matter anything at all to others. Uh, and I think this um, sideshow that Stephen Gerrard refers to with regard to the Invincibles. The most important thing, without shadow of a doubt, for the Rangers fans and Stephen Gerrard was that Rangers stopped Celtic getting 10 in a row. It's been achieved a fortnight ago and there are still five games to go. If they are invincible, fine, but it's a, it's a footnote. It's not the main story. Uh, John, I know you wanted to have a wee pop at Hugh Keevans as well, which I'm here for. No problem with that at all. Take it away. <laughs> I wasn't really a pop. I was just, you know, when I I, I heard Q obviously saying that he thought it was a a stone waller um, for the the, the penalty claim claim, against Edward, and I thought, 
how how can you how can you give a penalty when the, the player has never been touched? You know, no co- no contact. How how can you give a penalty? I know I know the Barisic definitely put his leg out. Uh, Edward rode the challenge. He stepped over the challenge. No contact. And then after he realised the ball was away, he, he threw himself down. As they I, say. I Stu, just want to test that Because I'll sum up quickly Hugh and Mark's point is Yes, there was no contact Or minimal contact But in having to try and get out the way That can still be a penalty Do you, do you not accept that Under any circumstances, John? Oh, no, I, I mean I can I, I can understand it But Is it fair to give a penalty When no contact's been made? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't As they say uh, in the House of Commons, John I would refer the honourable member to my earlier answer. And my earlier answer was, I cannot be definitive. Hugh Keevans cannot say, yes, it was a penalty, and be 100% correct. And John on the line cannot say, it was not a penalty. We know that, that, though. But we're here to debate and and give... To be fair to you, um, you're, you're leaning towards penalty rather than John... Presented it as you saying it was all, a stonewaller. I'm not these, sure you're that convinced. No, I, are I you? didn't say stonewaller, but I, I have to repeat that there is no uh, definitive view, and I don't care who it is. Any of us here? No, but you could say that about any. I, I don't know that that doesn't change anything. You could say that about any incident. We are here to debate them. If you think yeah. it is fine, if John thinks it's not fine, you're not quite so saying if there's it's no a, clear error there. Even if we had a VAR, they wouldn't have mm-hmm. overturned Willie Collins' original decision. And we'll find out if there is any appeal Because if um, that would be in the next couple of days You would imagine You can appeal a yellow card for diving um, Dazzle sort it all out on Tuasday The friend of the refs is back on oh, Tuesday As- Assuming there's no Covid no, no, jab no, no, reaction no. Daz will make it all the more complicated on <laughs> Tuesday <laughs> Yeah, there is every chance I like this Where was the, the message I had, Mark? Someone thinks they've got you on, on that incident, right? It's Colin Colin says, Gordon Pose this question About the Edward penalty to Mark But use Alfredo Morelos As the striker And see what he says Oh he's got me there uh, Yes Penalty Seriously <laughs> Still a penalty Nobody believes you though That's the problem There's well, not much <laughs> I can do about that <laughs> Look uh, The easiest way To make the example Is the one I've kept saying If it's a winger Or a midfielder Who Jumps out the way to get out the way of a lunge And he goes down He loses balance He goes down Yes It's a free kick The exact same Must be applied in the box I think Broadly speaking You're being more convincing there Than people are giving you credit for However Does Edward Jump out the way Does he actually Have to jump out the way I think he's He's left ankle uh, Was it right ankle Sorry The one that is, is Behind right. him yeah. yeah I think he He feels Well you can only ask Edward about that. I think he, it looks like he feels he has to get out the way of Barisic's his lunge. Uh, we are in danger of maybe um, going over this and over this and over this, but that's the way we do it in Glasgow sometimes, and the phone lines obviously want it. Um, what about Mark? Thank you to John in Springburn. What about Mark in South Wales? How's it going? Hi, lads. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, good. Yeah, it's just to touch on the point, and uh, a few of the guys in there have mentioned it. Mark's mentioned it as well. When you're watching any games on the TV, and I'm a Rangers fan, uh, and you basically see basically the, the, the attacker coming in, and the chap with the ball basically has to hurdle over or jump out the road. A hundred times out of a hundred, the referee will blow the whistle and give a free kick. And the commentators you can hear saying, yeah, 
he's basically had to jump out that way to stop basically getting contact off the defender. So basically, it is a penalty. Uh, if it's a free kick outside the box It's a free kick inside the box So so you hold on Just because some these things so often surprise me You're a Rangers fan And you think Odson Edwards should have had a penalty Yeah and listen My family You'll know maybe, maybe not Gordon My family run a pub in Milton Street in Motherwell Which is a well known uh, Rangers pub uh, I, I think so you know the one you mean Yeah yeah. So basically take the Rangers blinkers off today I think that's why Because the game didn't mean so much today so basically I was kind of looking at it with the Rangers blinkers off And as I say, if you see that again outside the box A hundred times out of a hundred The referee will blow for a free kick Because he basically has to dive out, jump out over the road Of the tackler that's actually coming in And basically Edward If his feet had to be planted in the box Barisic would have made contact with him And basically he goes down And he's had to basically jump out of the road of that tackle well, to be, I, I can, I think I can vouch for jo, uh, Mark's lack of perceived bias. I do know the pub in question. I, I can confirm. Um, is that a favourite, favourite watering hole of the Dazzlers, or does he not um, go into the Rangers pub because he's a Motherwell fan? Yeah, I don't think he. I think he'd get kicked I think out. Probably. The simple rule of thumb on these occasions: if a Rangers fan comes on and says, "Yes, it was a penalty for Celtic," then I tend to listen to them more. Ah, that's just because it suits your argument no, this time. No, no, but I also understand. I also Mark understand. Mark could be as wrong as the next guy. I also understand that Mark is geographically. Reasons for giving his <laughs> opinion because he's in South Wales and the pubs in well Motherwell. Um, Mark, what about the game overall? Uh, well, it was an anti climax, I thought. Uh, with the effort that Rangers have put in, their intensity over the season, and the effort they've put in, it's only a natural thing, you know, when the league's been wrapped up for that to drop, basically. And I've seen that today, uh, and obviously the Thursday night's game as well. Uh, I just thought the tempo with Rangers wasn't, you know, wasn't up to the standard that has been the rest of the season. But as I said, the, today's game didn't mean so much. Yeah, you know, the yeah. effort this year was to top ten in a row, win the league, and that, that's what basically is a Rangers fan that I was interested in. Yeah, I suppose that's understandable. Mark, it was good to hear from you. Thank you very much. That was Mark down in Newport, South Wales. Would, Let's I, hear... would I get served in that pub? I don't think you would get within five hundred <laughs> yards. Right. <laughs> Not a chance And if you take Mark Wilson with you phew, Make it a thousand right. right let me hear a bit more from John Kennedy You can barely get through a Celtic game at the moment Without talking about set pieces and reflecting on them Here's what he had to say on that amongst other things It's you know, something we've, we've worked a lot on um, And we'll continue to work with we'll, we'll never stop until uh, we fix it um, And even when we fix it we'll continue on, on it So again we've got to accept that And, and I, I don't want this to be a... a you know, a review of the game and being about, or oh, Celtic can see another set of play. I want people to look at the actual performance and show that we were a better team, we created better chances, and, and ultimately we should have won the game. So it's something we'll fix and we'll keep trying to address, but overall the, the quality of performance was good. That's something we've tried to address, and that, you know, when you deal with a setback, it's, it's how you respond to that. You know, now whether that's a, the bigger picture of dealing with losing the cup, or whether that's in game, dealing with a setback, conceding the goal. And what I thought you seen today was a team that quickly regrouped, you know, quickly got hold of the ball. So when we, we have a setback, get hold of the ball again. You get greater comfort when you've got the ball. When you get the ball, you control the game, and then the opposition have to run about. So just for that moment, you lose, you lose a goal. Quickly get back onto what you were doing. Whereas in the past, I thought we've kind of probably started thinking too much about it. Kind of uh, end up kind of falling to pieces a little bit and looking nervy and agitated and stuff. Whereas I thought we brought a calmness back to the play, and then from there you just get back to creating your chances and hopefully get more goals. So I'm just disappointed for the players that didn't manage to get a result deserved. 
I'll probably dig out the clip, Mark, and this is not to flag up the fact that we might be at risk of being repetitive on the show, uh, but I could dip, dig out the clip many times. Celtic with set pieces. If it's happened so many times, so many times, then surely the management do need to take responsibility. Is there something wrong with the setup? How can it possibly keep happening over and over? However, in isolation when you look at them, again today, if you're John Kennedy, your iPad boy or whatever he was called on the show a few weeks ago, um, you probably think that you've worked on it for a couple of weeks and, and everything's put in place and then John Joe Kenny just decides to stand and let Alfredo yeah. Morelos wander off him. So so that's that's a bit of a struggle how people point the finger at coaches there and say, you need to get this sorted out. But, but would you accept that if it's happening so often, it can't yeah. surely always be the... Yeah, yeah, of course. Listen, you can you can question the shape at set pieces, at free kicks against, where it's six in a line, where it's zonal marking. Same with corner kicks. If there's a man in the front post area, if you just go five for five and put your trust in the players, it looked as though Celtic went that way today. Put your trust in the players. Get close to your man. Do not give him a yard of space and be competitive. Now, what can you then do on the touchline? Like you say, if John Joe Kenny just decides. I will just stare at this ball square on and hope Christopher Ayer heads it away. I don't even care about Morelos, Rangers' most dangerous player. How can you account for that? And John Kennedy will go home tonight, he'll watch the game, and he'll be the same as us here in the studio going, what is John Joe Kenny thinking? And does it mean enough for him to keep the ball out in the net? Eventually, there's a, is there a common denominator as well, though, Hugh? That's the thing that Celtic fans are asking. I think the common denominator is shaky defenders. And you need to That's get what I mean So, so not, not anything to do With set up or coaching um, you know, we, we always say You have to look to the players uh, And the defensively Mark made the point During the game A clearance is never Completed In a composed Assured And definitive fashion The ball is Always lively Always back in play For the opposition uh, And I think that Part of the Rebuild that Celtic have next season Again, Ayer might go He might not But the chances are he might go You then have a, a almost an entire back four To construct And I think you have to be looking for More formidable defenders Than Celtic currently have Paul is on the line What was your verdict today, Paul? Hey, hi, Gordon hey, My verdict today I think they've probably done As well as they could have done With this this bunch of players I think it's uh, it's, it's high like the, the fine margins the, all the the positions that we've we've been watered down in quality the goalkeepers the defenders you can only you can only work with even good coaching we've not got good defenders we've not got good enough defenders to have a solid defence so you don't actually think that this Celtic team has a performance much better than that in them anymore Paul? At, at the moment, probably no. No, I don't think so. I think that uh, this, I think it's been drained out. I mean, and I think you couldn't really question their effort, but they've got they've lost the killer instinct. Uh, there's no day in the team that will. It, it's when feel like a team. Of, there's not real, not a lot of men in the team as such. You don't always need tradesmen. You sometimes need a few head carriers to. Uh, to put a challenge in to get a reaction uh, and I just feel that it's just the day was kind of that shows you mm. where we are and uh, the, 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 the rebuilds needed Roger that's quite a, a damning indictment from, from Paul would you is it an accurate one? 
Um, yeah, listen, there are some uh, It certainly has a bit of truth in it Celtic haven't been good enough this season They're 20 points behind Rangers And a lot of the issues they've had Have been with that back four You know, whether it was Shane Duffy Earlier in the season Whether it's Nier Beaton Getting sent off at Ibrox Whether it's Jeremy Frimpong Before he left at the uh, Halfway through the season The left back issue Is it Laxal? Is it Taylor? All the goals that are getting let, lost from set pieces The, the lack of a first choice goalkeeper Three different goalies during the course of the season That doesn't give any any continuity or any um, any comfort to a back four So there will be enormous changes in the summer um, You quoted earlier on Gordon The Rangers team that played in the, in the last derby prior to Stephen Gerrard's arrival Only Morelos left today This goalkeeper in back four that played today It'll be fascinating to see how many, if any of them start the first old firm game of next season. See, I thought that the, the goalkeeping issue immediately destabilised Celtic at the start of the season. They wasted the time on Fraser Forster, who exercised his own prerogative not to come back to Celtic. They then sign, well, they then sign a goalkeeper who is totally unworthy of the club, uh, and right away, destabilisation takes place. And with the greatest respect, Scott Baines a, a, a number three goalkeeper playing number one. So for me, the back five will in all likelihood need to be signed in the summertime. I mean, but Paul, I'm not sure if we're going to get any answers on this soon. You know, this week, every week when we start off, are we going to get anything further forward on the manager, director of football? Maybe not. How do you... How do you feel about the end of the season now? Can you get yourself up for the Scottish Cup? Would that be a sign of of life left in this Celtic team? Or are you just desperate for for everything to change? Yeah, I'm just desperate like everybody else. Even if it's not to know the change is coming tomorrow, that I think they need to give you some kind of nugget and information that what is going to happen. I mean, they'll need to, because they need to sell season tickets, and that's, the, that's it. They need to sell season tickets. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be anything that's linked to the job because nobody knew about Dominic Mackay. Uh, but if that's the case of the people that come in are good enough, that's fine. I'm, 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 I'm not bothered. But I don't think that... I never expected them to announce it really, really quickly. Yeah. I, I don't think... They, they didn't do Dominic Mackay. They, they don't... They're not in the habit of letting stuff out and the whole panic of 10 in a row the whole hysteria and I think everybody maybe starts to think forget the way that they kind of do things you know that it's it's Celtic have had a lot of managers in their history they're not they're not big on kind of knee-jerk reactions and I, I can't see them changing it so um, they need something and I, I don't for the life of me think that it won't be done before the season decade and news are out because they're not out but they're due to come out Alright Paul I think we'll have to leave it there That's the show over That was a fast four hours Wasn't it? I'm happy yeah. with that We're nodding away Yeah okay yeah. Fair yep. enough Job well done Thank you Hugh Keevans <laughs> Mark Wilson And Roger Hanna Thank you to you lot though Thanks for listening Your tweets and calls So important Never taken for granted And we really do appreciate them We'll be back tomorrow At six o'clock To look back on it all Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Will be here And uh, hopefully you will join us Just the one game today It finished Celtic 1 Rangers 1 No change in the points gap at the top No change in Rangers unbeaten season Alfredo Morelos does now have his goal Against Celtic So what will the next week have in store Never a dull day in Scottish football Make sure you join us 
at 6 o'clock tomorrow night And in the meantime Stay right there The Chart Show is up next